A special guest here on the IndyCar Show, Burnout Sports, BurnoutSports.com. Tony Donahue with the 2022 Indianapolis 500 winner, Marcus Erickson. Marcus, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Still sounds good uh, being presented like that. And it, that'll never change for the rest of your life. Um, <laughs> when you think back to that day about six weeks ago, what are the memories? Because a lot of it probably runs together, and a lot of it you probably don't remember just because so much was going on. But when you think back to that day after you win the Indianapolis 500, what are the memories that stick out immediately to you? I think that last red flag and the last two laps, you know, that's uh, an extremely strong memory. And then, of course, the celebrations afterwards with uh, with the team, with my family, my girlfriend, and sponsors and everyone that's were there you know the milk obviously such a tra traditional thing uh for the 500 so that uh, moment uh drinking and pouring the milk is something that's definitely uh sticking in my memory but yeah it's, it's so many highlights uh, that day it's difficult to sort of pick one and you kind of set me up for my next question the red flag i mean you've been asked about it 150 times i'm sure since i'm, I'm, I'm assuming your initial thoughts were oh crap come on, we had this thing in the bag. But then you go out, uh, fought Pato off on that restart, going into one to win the race. Um, talk about that and then kind of using that snake draft maneuver uh, to maneuver your way down the back and front straightaways. Yeah, uh, I mean, when the crash happened, the red flag happened, I was, uh, you know, at that point, I was just counting down the laps. My car was so fast there in, in free air and we had that three-second gap that we were sort of controlling. So just counting down the laps and praying for for no yellows and of course that yellow happened and uh, when I saw it was one of my teammates I, I definitely had some uh, difficulties to to accept that and was sort of screaming over the radio for a bit there uh, but uh, Michael Garrow on, on my radio and, and Brad my engineer they did a good job to sort of calm me down there during the red flag and I even, you know, I after a while, I just said to myself, like loudly to myself, like this is the biggest race in the world. It's not supposed to be easy, and this is just another challenge I need to overcome to become the champion. And sort of that calmed me down and got me back into focus. And then I just made up a plan in my head exactly how I wanted to do these last two laps. And I had this plan how to do it. I followed that plan, and it worked out. I mean, by the smallest of margin it worked out, but it did, and, and it was uh, it was an amazing feeling. And a gratifying win, but you look at your team. There's a lot of members on your crew that have been with Chip Ganassi for a very long time. Some have had success. Uh, some have had some, some, some rough years over the last five to ten years. Winning that for your crew, we saw the, zubil the, the, the jubilation that we saw with them. Uh, just talk about winning that with that crew and some of those guys that had never been to Victory Circle at the Indianapolis 500 before. Yeah, it was an incredible feeling. Uh, as we all know, you know, I might be the driver that's in the sort of spotlight, but it's such a team effort to to win an IndyCar and to win the 500, especially it's something, you know, the preparations for next year's 500 has already started with, you know, work for, for that and preparations. And the teams put so much effort into the month of May every year. And, and it, you know, all off season, a lot of the development work is focused on, on the Indy 500. So, it is a true team effort and for us you know it was very special because the the eight car team you know uh was not there for a few years uh, and and it sort of uh, came back to life in 2020 and we built this new team within the team with people that was 
you know, picked around from the different GT programs within the team and other programs. And we sort of bunched a group together there and, and the core is still there. It's obviously some guys has been changed uh, uh, or, you know, moved most positions over the, the last few years. But the core group is still there that we sort of started with in 2020. And I think that's one of the keys why we are so successful now as well. It's because we have kept this core group and been working together and we know each other so well now. But uh, yeah, to see everyone's, you know, see the... Uh, happiness and, and joy of everyone uh, celebrating with them and seeing how much it means for everyone it's just uh, made it even even better obviously he won Indianapolis 500 six weeks ago Marcus Erickson with us here on the IndyCar show burnout sports burnoutsports.com you get out of the car um, Takuma Sato told me this a few years ago the body is pretty much no longer yours you're being told to go here wear this hat take this photo go here how chaotic is that scene inside a victory circle? And at what point did you stop to take it all in to just look around and say, wow, this is incredible. We've got this done. We've accomplished it. I need to take it in for a little bit away from kind of all the chaos that's going on. Yeah, it was a bit hard to, to get a moment like that because it was, uh, you know, it was just hours of, uh, of uh, did I lose you there? No, I'm still here. We just, we, they don't want to see uh, my ugly mug. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I can start over. Yeah. So, so basically, yeah, since the checkered flag, you know, it was pretty much full schedule for like five hours, to be honest. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible how much stuff it was. Uh, all the photos on, on the podium and then uh, all the interviews, obviously, and, and more photos, more interviews. And I think it was not until like 8.30 at, uh, at night that I was, uh, was done with everything and then you know i went back to my rv took a quick shower and then headed back uh, downtown indy for dinner with my family and friends that were here so it was pretty pretty full schedule to be honest from the checkered flag all the way to detroit the next weekend what did you realize how special this place was the speedway in general and the 500 was it when you came over a few years ago when did it really sink in uh the magnitude of this event every memorial day weekend yeah, I think it was interesting, obviously, coming from European racing where I grew up and uh, driving from Formula One for five years. I, I felt like I'd done, you know, some of the biggest races in the world, like Monaco and Monza and Silverstone. And people were telling me about this Indy 500 and how unique it was, how big it was. And I sort of, I think I underestimated it. I thought that, yeah, it would probably be like Monaco or Monza and like, it's, a, it's just a race sort of thing um, and I don't think I realized how big it was and how much it meant to everyone until I did this first uh, 500 in 2019 and got to sort of experience the whole sort of month of May and the build up to it to also get to know people and get to understand how much history goes into it and how much this means for the community really and for, for the whole you know racing America and um, Obviously, IndyCar is the heart, is the 500. So uh, I think, you know, when I did that first Indy 500 in 2019, I really understood how, how big this is. And, you know, uh, ever since, I've just been so fascinated by, by the Indy 500 and, and my drive and hunger to win it was, you know, just so strong after that first experience in 2019. And um, to, to be able to do it and all, only my fourth attempt is... Uh, is it's pretty, pretty special. 
How difficult is it for a driver like you with road course background to adjust to ovals on the schedule? Not only Indianapolis, which is two and a half miles, but you got the bull ring coming back in a doubleheader at Iowa, Gateway, Texas. Uh, what's the adjustment level like coming over to something that is pretty much brand new to you when you come here? Yeah, it was it was hard at start. You know, ovals is obviously something that you never do in Europe. I'd never done anything like it uh, previously. Uh, but to be fair, it was one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to come to America to IndyCar was to experience the uh, oval racing because I always thought that, uh, you know, the tracks with a lot of high-speed corners was always my favorite tracks uh, growing up and going through the series. And and that's why, you know, I was always intrigued by trying oval racing because I thought that was going to suit me and I thought it was going to sort of be something I enjoy. So coming over here, I was very open-minded about it. I was very sort of positive about the ovals in comparison to many other European drivers that come here and they sort of wish there weren't any ovals. I think for me, I was, like I said, it was one of the strongest reasons why I wanted to come here was to, to try the ovals and try and master the ovals. And I think that sort of mindset helped me learn uh, the oval racing a bit faster, a bit quicker. And uh, I think it's helped me become the driver I am today on, on the ovals especially. I've been calling him Mr. Consistent for over a year now. Marcus Erickson, the one in Indianapolis 500 with us. Um, I've got a bad trend for you, but I think um, you can you, you you can buck this trend. No driver has won the 500 in the championship in the same year since 2010. Uh, that was Dario Franchitti, somebody who's in your corner right now. What do you have to do over the remaining eight races to change that and wrap up this championship in a very tough competitive uh, NTT IndyCar season so far? Yeah, I think what we have to do is just exactly what we've been doing the last 12 months. You know, if you look at the last 12 months, we've been the top scorer in the championship. Uh, over the last 18, 19 races, we've been the top scorer. So I think that says a lot about the consistency that we've had uh, since since pretty much uh, Detroit last year. So we need to keep doing that, keep believing in ourselves, not change anything. You know, we, should, we lead in the championship, but uh, it's a long way to go. So we need to keep focused and keep doing what we've been doing. Uh, I think in terms of results, I need to try and always be in the top six, top eight, and then get at least one more win uh, in this last set of eight races. I think if we can do that, we should be in a good position to win it by by Laguna. So I think that's sort of our mindset. But uh, like you said, it's the most competitive series, you know, racing series in the world in, at the moment, in my opinion, and so many good drivers and teams. So it's going to be extremely tough. But I think, you know, we've shown that we can do it and we've put ourselves in the best possible position to, to, to do it. Yeah, I believe your average finish so far this year is 7.4. Alex Plo last year in his championship run was 7.3. Uh, so you're on pace for that. You mentioned Detroit last year. And your first two career wins, I think it, it really shows that you don't know what's going to happen until that checkered flag falls. How have you learned that patience knowing that, you know, your first win comes on a red flag, take the victory, and then obviously Nashville, you're pointed towards the sky within the first 10 laps to come back and win that. So, uh, is 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 that something that you you've learned within yourself to say, hey, until that final lap, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think that's one of the cool things within the car. You know, you can it's such long races and there's so many things happening during the races and usually cautions and mix things up. And I think even just look back this past weekend with Will Power. You know, he he spins out in the first lap and and you know he's running 27th and you think, oh, that's his day over, and then. You fast forward an hour and a half later and he's on the podium finishing p3 so i think uh, 
that's a cool thing with IndyCar. You can never give up. You need to always keep your head in the game. And if you're fast, if you have a good team around you, you, you can always recover and, and score a good result. So that's something I learned over the, the last few years that, you know, you can always you can always come back in this uh, this series uh, somehow. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely quite cool that, you know, that's the way we go racing. Marcus Erickson with us here. Um, Chip Ganassi Racing, you know, you've got Chip, Scott, Alex, Jimmy Johnson brings a level of a championship caliber. Dario Franchitti is in there. You, you, there's a lot of brains in that room. What's that chemistry like week in and week out, knowing that the goal is to win a championship for the team, but you're leading that charge? Yeah, it's it's an amazing, uh, you know, group to be part of. Uh, first of all, with Chip, you know, he's uh, such a good leader and, you know, he's uh, he's such a... Yeah, his leadership is running through the whole team, basically. And I think that's uh, that's why there's been so much success for Chip and Asher Racing over the years. And then, you know, the group of drivers I'm part of with, with Scott and Jimmy, Alex, TK, Dario, you know, it's, it's all of them are legends in their own way. And, and to be part of that group, uh, I think, you know, you can learn so much from it. And, and I'm trying to, to learn as much as I can from, from each one of them. Uh, so that's a big strength that, uh, that we have as a team. But I think also the, the atmosphere we have, you know, it's, it's such a cool atmosphere that we have. We, we work so well together. And if we can, you know, if I can win, I want one of my teammates to win. And I feel like there's the same way the other way around. And I think that's very unique in the in, in the racing world and especially in the IndyCar series. So I think that's really helped us be successful the last few years. All right. Last question before we let you go. I appreciate your time here on the IndyCar show, Burnout Sports, burnoutsports.com. I asked you this in May, uh, you know, after I dubbed you Mr. Consistent last year, but when are we going to be able to get Husky chocolate here in America? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. I'm, I'm hoping soon. Uh, obviously, they got the best advertising campaign ever possible uh, in, you know, the last few weeks after the 500. So mm -hmm. they're definitely keen to try and get the product out here in the in the States. Um, it's been... Uh, you know, getting bigger and bigger in Scandinavia and Europe. So you can sort of buy it there on the convenience stores and gas stations and stuff. So hopefully we can do something similar here in the States uh, sooner rather than later. Marcus Erickson, Chip Ganassi Racing. He leads the points, your 2022 Indianapolis 500 champion. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, let's do this again at the end of the season when you're on the top step of that podium for the championship. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys.